Oh, yeah. It's 8.07. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show along with Craig Cassidy. Your time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Without further ado, our favorite doctor, Dr. John in the house. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm great. Great timing. I just put my white coat on, just left the hospital. Yeah, I'm in the house. The doctor's in the house. That's great. Hey, um, I, I, I was, of- doctor, I was having a conversation with a nurse practitioner recently, and she quite confidently told me, COVID is coming back. What's the deal? Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, there's two aspects of that. Number one, COVID cases are on the rise because so many people are testing. Thanks to the president getting test kits in the home of so many people, and I'm saying that um, sarcastically. I did not approve of the idea of everyone having test kits because, quite honestly, the variants that we're seeing right now. Let me let me just tell you a story. I got so many calls over this past weekend, including calls at 2 in the morning from people who were testing themselves and freaking out because they had COVID. And I, and I said, what are your symptoms? I have a severe sore throat. I've got a cough. I've got, and I say to them, okay, take, your back, take yourself back in time three years ago. Would you be calling me at 3 in the morning or 2 in the morning with a sore throat and a cough? Of course not. So the, the disease that's out there now is sort of even a weaker variant of Omicron. I will say this. It does cause a pretty severe sore throat. And I guess people get kind of freaked out about that. Um, they think they're going to have what we had, you know, a year ago or more with the Delta variant. So I just want to reassure people, don't be testing yourself. Don't be testing your kids for COVID. These are self-limited diseases. Stick with your vitamin D, your C, your zinc. And, um, and secondly, don't be panicking about whether you need to get ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine really at this point for this variant. It really has been a self-limited disease. But that said, those medications are still very vital, very important, and possibly will be something that we're going to be needing in the future. Well, well, do you think the availability uh, will be greater than it has been in the past for, for ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine? Yeah, there's still, I mean, a huge push. Listen, we're all collectively going through uh, a PTSD as a society. Having um, Everybody knows somebody that's died from COVID in the last two years, especially during the Delta variant. And we all know, we should all know by now, that thousands of those deaths would have prevented, been prevented if we'd been able to get ivermectin, especially to the people who were getting into the hospitals, early use of hydroxychloroquine. So with a push right now in Florida, just so everybody out there understands this, and if you have any connections with Tallahassee or people up there, let them know. We're really going to push hard to get in Florida what they have in Tennessee or very close to having in Tennessee, which is the ability for patients to get ivermectin if needed, even without a prescription from the pharmacist, because it is an incredibly safe drug. It's, as we all know, available in feed stores for animals without a prescription. And unfortunately, that's what people were turning to because it was the only thing they could get their hands on. Um, Whereas you have many countries throughout the world, in Africa, Asia, uh, uh, South America, where you can get ivermectin without a prescription. So that is on the table right now. We're We're setting up a meeting with Governor DeSantis, several doctors and others, to discuss... And the only reason, this is sad commentary on the medical profession, guys, that we have to even go this route. Because, frankly, it should have been a very cheap drug. But, you know, once Merck got rid of the patent, it became, started to become very expensive during COVID. The price doubled and tripled, number one. Number two, the incredible resistance on the part of doctors and hospitals to prescribe it. It, it kind of forces patients to have to lobby for their right to receive a medication which saves their lives. The fact that we're in this position in the first place is atrocious. It's a sad commentary about the medical profession. But, yeah, it should be. I mean, I don't think we're going to be able to get enough traction with enough doctors who are willing to prescribe. Should we get another wave of COVID that becomes more you know, similar to what we saw with Delta? 
Hopefully we won't, but we should have ivermectin in our back pockets in the event that this happens. Well, just a cautious word to people who want, you know, universal health care, single-payer system. Just remember, already too many doctors uh, cave into the whims of politicians. It would only get worse with a government takeover of our health care. Am I correct in saying that? Government takeover, as you talk about the Great Reset, has happened in medicine already. It is a sad situation that so many doctors and nurses continue to engage in this masquerade of, you know, walking through the hall, empty hallways or sitting in front of computers with masks on because hospital administrators say it's good public relations. They don't say it that way, but that's what they're saying when they tell us only to wear the mask when patients can see us and to take them off when we're behind closed doors. It's, it's, a, it's a farce. It's a masquerade, and it's an element of control. Uh, and sadly, I have to tell you, I can't, I can't talk about masks enough. I still see parents having them on themselves and their kids. And, and, and I see kids saying, I like the mask. I see parents saying, my child feels comfortable with it on. That's a psychiatric diagnosis right there, okay? If anyone feels comfortable wearing those surgical masks, then there's an issue. <laughs> so they feel, they feel psychologically, uh, you know, comforted by the fact that they're not going to die. And that's, a, that's a, a, the pandemic of fear in action. So I'm really encouraging everyone out there to, to, you know, engage if you have to in civil disobedience. If you're in places where they're saying wear a mask, take them off. And ask someone, if someone's asked you why you're not wearing a mask, insist that they give you a medical reason, because there is no medical reason anymore to wear a mask. Um, as there, you know, and then we have other issues, like still people calling me. I have doctors calling me and others who can't get a job as a physician unless they get vaccinated, even though they're fully recovered from COVID and have demonstrable immunity. We're still seeing vaccine mandates in the workplace. So, um yeah, there's, it's never a dull moment right now. Let me switch gears to the uh, formula issue. It's been a big deal for uh, uh, everybody. I, I Just as a personal note, I think probably too many people rely on it. Uh, not everybody can breastfeed. I understand that. But the percentage of people using formula is, is huge. But here we are with a shortage. If the person can't breastfeed, uh, what do they do? Is there any kind of homebrew that, that is acceptable? Yeah, it's funny. I have a granddaughter. You know, we, we breastfed all of our kids. My wife did, I should say. I didn't help with that at all. Um, yeah, but it, they, they all did fine, except my son always, he rejected that six months, wanted to get to the bottle and the formula, so that's fine. So we understand. By the way, we're talking Similac here, which is the brand that, that's made by Abbott. There's also Anthamil, which is still out there. There's uh, Good Start and others. And these are lactose-based formula, meaning cow's milk-based formula, sort of. Not really cow's milk, I should say lactose. So some kids are lactose intolerant, and they need even the more advanced stuff. Um, there are formulas available out of Germany and other countries. I hate to see us importing formula when we should be a country that's, a, that's making our own. There were four kids that got these unusual bacterial infections, babies, and I, I guess they're still researching whether or not that had anything to do with the actual formula itself. You know, you, you, you covered that story well about the lab up in Sturgis, Michigan, uh, the, the manufacturing plant. I would just say, I mean, I just left the bedside of a two-day-old baby that's going home, healthy baby, and encouraging the mom, you know, to keep the baby on the breast, to use the breast pump and, and other things to help increase the, the quantity of milk. And um, by the way, here's another thought. There's a lot of donated breast milk out there. There's breast milk banks. You know, if you call, there's an organization called La Leche League, um, which has been around for decades, um, and you can get lactation consultants and others. I mean, if you have babies um, that you can't get your own breast milk for they are donors breast milk donors and there always have been um so uh, there's other alternatives i believe you can still get enfamil and um of course 
some of the organic formulas that, like, my daughter gets from my granddaughter up down in South Florida. She's getting her her formula from uh, Germany. I don't don't even know where she's finding that. But people are innovative. Um, I will say this: you've all heard about Bill Gates. Uh, I think have you covered that story? No. <laughs> Making you know that he he's involved that has been for a long time in trying to come up with an artificial uh, formula for babies. Um, it's funny. I mean, he must wake up every morning wondering what other uh, thing he's going to be involved in that everyone's finding out about. But um, he, he definitely is at some level uh, involved in a lot of issues with uh, reducing fertility rates and, and population control around the world. Yes. Why he'd have his hands in this formula making issue and I, other than for financial gain, I don't know. But do some research on that. I don't want to be gossiping or anything, but uh, um, there's there's more behind this. In just one lab in Sturgis, Michigan. I kind of figured that's, there that's was, cool. and even if it's that's part of it, I just wonder if uh, Abbott is on the outs with this administration. They were helpful to the other administration. Uh, you know, you go through the the whole list of things that it could be because we know it's almost always more than what we've been told, right, Doctor? It's always hard to find the truth, but you guys are the good good place to start, and thanks for having me on. I always appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Dr. John on the Bob Rose Show. Thank you, sir, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. It's 816 uh, Buffalo. Terrible, horrendous shooting. Joe Biden's going to go up there and make everything better, mm. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Details on that and a whole lot. More coming your way. News Talk 97.3 The Sky.